0: Today, we're going to talk about a trade that'll probably not happen, but it would be a lot of fun if it did. Manny Machado getting traded for Pete Alonzo. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have a Locked On crossover today. I'm Ryan Ficklestone, host of Locked On Mets. I got Javi Reyes here, host of Locked On Padres. We're going to be discussing a trade that won't happen, but hey, it's the middle of January and nothing else is going on. So let's do a little fun MLB the Show type offseason episode. Before we get into it, though, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Down the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. All right, Javi. I'm going to pitch it to you. I'm going to lay it all out.
1: Do it, man. Do it. This is a crazy idea. I'm all for it. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Maybe Machado's making a lot of money. He is. The Padres kind of broke. Somewhat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Clearing money is good. That's why they, they made the trade for Juan Soto. you know, I got to clear out those books and this would be clearing a long-term contract off the books. Here's why the San Diego Padres should do this trade. Just, just, uh, here's why the fit makes sense. First of all, you got Bogarts and Machado. I always thought that that was kind of overlapping, you know, pieces to build around long-term. Mm-hmm. You have Hay-Sung Kim, who could be your shortstop. You got Jake Cronenworth playing out of position at first base. While Machado is a better defender by a mile than Pete Alonso, Hey Kim's a great shortstop. I think Bogarts could handle third. You can even put Kim at third, keep Bogarts at short. Cronenworth is better at second than at first. He's not Hey Kim, but I don't think your defense falls off a cliff and Pete Alonso slides right into first base, and he's going to give you better offensive production than Manny Machado. So I'm going to start there. Do you buy into the fact that Pete Alonso can be a better offensive force than Manny Machado?
1: Um, Firstly, I want to just say before the Padres fans get mad at me, and potentially you, it's Ha-Sung Kim, just to I, pronounce I'm the sorry. Pronounce it correctly. It's totally fine. He's not on your team. I get it. Uh, but I'll
0: stick with Kim for the rest of the episode and you know, not yeah, screw that's that up fine. again. That's
1: fine. Um, Hey, look, I literally pronounced Hosmer correctly, and I got crap for like a month when I first started doing this podcast. It happens, happens, man. Um, No, I don't think he can be a bigger force uh, than Mane. Or actually, uh, offensively, sure. I think Pete Alonso has been, he's in this really weird realm of being like sort of underrated, but everyone knows who he is. Um, and I don't know how to like properly phrase it, but basically, there's basically been no power bat as reliable as Pete Alonso for the most part, um, in the sport, uh, these past few years. This is a guy who hits 40 home runs basically every year. The lowest he hit was 37 and then 16 in the shortened 2020 season, right? So the guy's got the power. Um, and the Padres have an issue with first base. Uh, They've had an issue with first base. It's basically, dare I say, before like 2014, uh, they've had a problem at first base. Um, You know, basically, I I would say after they had traded Adrian Gonzalez back in the day, that's basically what has felt like. Eric Hosmer obviously being a problem, and then lately, Jake Cronenworth. And I think that the pluses here, I mean, you would get a lot of money off the books, like you said. Um, This is a really beefy, chunky boy contract that the Padres handed out. Some might even say prematurely uh, to the 2023 season. And yeah, I mean, on the service from an MLB The Show perspective, as you mentioned before, which I think is a great way to explain it. This is definitely the type of offers you get. Like, uh, I've been playing, unfortunately, because I've been forced by my so-called friends to play Madden lately. Uh, that you could like put something on the buck and get press get offers, it's the most entertaining thing in the world. If anyone's ever born, it's so fun. It's like I'm getting offered like T Higgins for, for and like everybody else, right? Like, so that's a lot of fun. But I think that with this trade, also, I will object slightly to the Padres broke thing, and that's just something I always do because I think that they're broke for this offseason. I think the loan thing has been a little bit blown out of proportion. I think the idea that they're the only team ever. That has ever taken out a loan is a little ridiculous sure some of the other teams that have taken out loans haven't been as what's the word historically just not as big for lack of a better term as the padres right so i get that and being like well the poor team is is in money trouble so that must be different but it's like the rangers the dodgers i'm fairly certain the mets at one point um granted bigger markets but i think it gets blown out a little bit but for this off season in the future it would be interesting. It would give you so much more flexibility. You could still extend Pete Alonzo in free agency, and you could probably do that for less than what Manny Machado is getting paid for, for a variety of reasons that are totally justified. Manny's earning and has earned his paycheck. Um, but I think that you would move Jake Cronin with first base, which is a huge plus. Um, you could move him back to second, which is where he's excelled um, whenever he's been there four win player, um, basically each season that he was a second base. And then you then open the possibility after that is what would you do with Hassan Kim who would then become a trade option? Because you're probably not moving Bogarts. You're not moving Tatis. You're not moving any of those guys. So Cronenworth goes, if you want to trade Cronenworth, good luck, but no one's taking him, right? He's the new Eric Cosmer. I don't know if you've been following this, but it's hilarious to me that everyone's like, don't trade Kim, trade Cronenworth. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and I wish Bryce Harper was on the team at first base. Right? So, I I just don't think that's going to happen. It's very similar to the Hosmer situation. So you get some value back at first base, obviously. This is a guy who's going to hit you probably 40 home runs and not at the cost of your hitting skills. Uh, It's not like this is a dude who's, you know, Chris Carter, if you remember him from the Astros, right? Like home runs and that was it. Uh, This is a guy who basically every year 270, 260 batting average, 350, 340 on base the past two seasons. This year was a little bit down, but same thing for the rest of the Mets. 121 WRC plus, so you get that, and you could get some value from Cronenworth at second base. As a dream fantasy trade, yeah, it makes sense. The problem is that you're giving up Manny Machado, and that's why this thing gets completely blown up apart, despite the fact that I know the Mets, and especially yourself, have been looking for a third baseman since I'm pretty sure like the the Obama administration, right? Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> like that's how oh, long it feels like David Wright has been yeah. retired.
0: Yeah. D- David Wright, for sure. I-, I just said it to, to kind of put a bow on the Padre side of it. T- to me, what, what this would do, you're trying to flush last season, if you're San Diego and, you know, to change up the pieces and obviously pulling Juan Soto out of the equation for pitching was what they had to do based on him being an expiring contract. But you know, a, a move like this would give you a, a different offense, one that has more power. It also changes the dynamics of that clubhouse. And and just to kind of uh, illustrate how much better Pete can be offensively than Machado, since 2019, Pete has leads major league baseball in home runs and RBIs. 192 home runs, 498 RBIs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His OPS since then is 870. Machado's is 839. Last year, Pete had 46 home runs. Machado had 30. Pete drove in 118 runs. Machado 91 and despite the Padres struggles I still think that was a much better offense than the Mets last year so Mm -hmm. you you could just see the type of run producing force that Pete is in the middle of that lineup yes there is the long-term concerns and implications you lose Machado we'll get to that a little bit throughout the show especially as that relates to him coming to the Mets but what I think it does is like you said it gives you so much more flexibility I never got building around Bogart's and Machado and Tatis having three guys making that much money. Now it's, it's two. I don't think you can trade Bogarts right now, but I think you could
1: trade Machado. And I wouldn't either. I yeah. still believe. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I, I believe, I mean, look, even in a don't down. say
1: it with that tone. How dare you? I well, still believe in Xander Bogarts. I'll take that with me. Okay. No problem.
0: I believe in him, not an 11 year deal, but
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Just, just like I'm hesitant <laughs> on a
0: Machado on an 11 year deal. The other aspect of this too, it's like you said, you could also extend Pete once you got him into free agency, but also if you're just looking at like a straight trade value perspective, not only are you getting off the contract and you're picking up a year of Alonzo, but you also then have the rights to Alonso in free agency, which means you're sort of trading for Alonso plus the comp picks if he did walk. So yeah. I, I do think that the Padres would be getting a lot in this trade. Um, there's reasons why they won't do it. We'll close the show there, but it's a fun hypothetical scenario with with Pete Alonso and Fernando Tatis in the middle of that lineup.
1: Man, I mean, it's a lot of fun, like home run Palooza, especially for a a team that has been really on and off with home runs. Like they just decide uh, what years, you know what I mean. Like the thing with Manny Machado has also been just he's always going to be a good player, but there are years where you're like, ah, where's the MVP form, right? There, yeah. where's the consistency of? who, a player that a lot of people on Padres Twitter hate because he gets more praise than him, where's the consistency of a Nolan Arenado? I know Arenado wasn't as good last year, finally. God. Uh, But, like, still, like, Arenado has always been there. and Oh, he's a Coors merchant, whatever. He still did good with the Cardinals and nearly won an MVP two years ago. Instead, it was uh, stolen from Machado, obviously, given to Goldschmidt. But I still think that Machado does have that inconsistency, inconsistency thing. And I don't want to speculate. I just talked about this on my show about the locker room uh, clubhouse stuff, just because I think it's really hard to tell what the heck is going on. I frankly think it's an A.J. Prowler thing more than a single player or even a few player thing. But heck, uh, first base, man, it's been a struggle for a long time. And I think that what would be interesting as well, uh, it does depend on what your prospect situation is. Do you have someone that you're confident could potentially come up and play third base? Or would you just move Hassan Kim there? Or do you trade Hassan Kim? It opens up a lot of possibilities. And I think that there's a lot, it's a lot more, you just feel a lot more comfortable being like, all right, yeah, Bogarts, Tatis, those are long-term, but it's only two now, right? So you just get to worry about like, those are our two anchors for better or worse, in my opinion, for the better. And then you could just go from there and then start building around the team, similar to what they've been doing this off season. So from that perspective, I do get it, man.
0: Well, now the question is, would it make sense for the Mets? Uh, We're going to go into all of that in just a minute. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I know personally living in South Florida, I'm a big Miami Heat fan, so I love to go to games, and Game Time is the perfect app for me because I pull it open, I see all the upcoming events, I see the tickets to those upcoming Heat games, and I find the lowest ticket price featured – that's how I can get the best seats possible at the best price. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you arrive, so you know exactly what to expect when you get there. All-in prices are shown up front, so there's no hidden fees you got to worry about. You know you're getting a great deal, and you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to go for last-minute tickets. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the Game Time. Account, download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. You can create an account. Redeem the code with locked on that's spelled L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. For $20 off, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. <laughs> Now we get to the Mets perspective on this trade. Why would the Mets do this? Why would they give up Pete Alonso for Manny Machado? Uh, first off, Pete's an appending free agent. So you're getting that contract certainty. And while there's still a lot of money on that deal, I actually did um, write an article about this for just baseball. Great site, right, Javi? Oh, it's,
1: I would argue it's the best site, frankly.
0: Yeah, we're not biased at all. No. Um, there's a... Uh, Nine years and $279 million owed to Machado after the 2024 season. So if you look at that from a Padres perspective, uh, you know, getting Alonzo, if you were to re-sign him, you could sign him for less than that. Even from a Mets perspective, you could re-sign Alonzo for less than nine years to 80, essentially. But it's position that, that we're looking at here. And the Mets, like you mentioned before, have not had a third baseman since you know David Wright messed up his back and his neck. They need a third baseman long-term. They're going to this season hoping Brett Beatty can be that guy, but he's coming off a terrible season. They have Mark Vientos who can be at third base, but guess what? He profiles a lot better as a first baseman. So if you were to make a deal like this, you take that question mark at third, you slide it over to first, which is a much easier position to fill. You now have Vientos and Beatty as legitimate uh, possibilities to start there. They have a guy like DJ Stewart who is a veteran outfielder that could probably place him first if you wanted him to. So there's just more options to fill that position, and you're basically building this team under the vision that Manny Machado and Francisco Lindor are your staples long-term on the left side of that infield, which would just be amazing defense. I think Mets fans would get frustrated with those two offensively because of the inconsistencies, but if you're just looking at war, like those two guys to build around, you're pretty much guaranteed like a 10-war between the two of them every single year. I think that's how you you can really build a long term winner with the Mets. Um, what do you think about Machado in a Mets uniform?
1: First of all, uh, it disgusts me. Um, just the <laughs> yeah. mere the mere thought of that image, uh, without the yellow and gold, uh, it's just it's just gross. I will say, man, that's a fun uh, quarter infield uh, yeah. with Lindor and him. Basically, no hits getting by there. Um, which would be a lot of fun. And it would put you guys in a similar situation with us where it's like just two super highly priced infielders uh, playing right next to each other. And I think that you would have a great defensive team. Um, I think Machado in New York would be kind of funny. I just think that he would be... I think his swagger actually lends itself somewhat well to City Field um, and the Mets fan base. I don't think that... They're not the Yankees. And what I mean by that is this isn't a team that has been apparently hellbent on just sucking out any personality from the sport, but the Mets still like having that would make them like a really like, you know, resplendent's not the right word, but a very just out there team. I mean, Lindor obviously can be very cocky sometimes and we love him for it. And Manny Machado, you'll see it in in at bat. Sometimes if you whiz one right by him, he'll be like, okay, okay. I think that would actually play pretty well in New York. Assuming he plays well, obviously. Yeah. If you don't play well, I don't. I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, but I think that for the Mets, it'd be interesting. I think that another issue here is just, ooh, um, like what happened to the team in New York. I, I mean, you could frankly say that for both teams. I think that, and I've I've been on the record saying this. I really do think, and I know I'm biased. Whatever, I don't care. I think it was awful for baseball that both the Mets and the Padres were as bad as they were last year. I do not think it sets a good precedent for teams that spent a lot and actually cared uh, for them to flop that bad. In the Mets' case, losing out a playoff spot to teams like the Marlins and, frankly, the Brewers. I know that they were a division leader, but give me a break. Um, Padres losing out to the Diamondbacks and Marlins as well. Like It's just not a great look for the sport uh, as much money to the point where even like all they had to do was be okay. You know what I mean? That we wouldn't have this. Maybe the Mets are actually, as we talked about last offseason when I was like, I I think the sugar daddy you have up there owning the team would have been just mesmerized by Otani, and maybe the world is saved, right? Maybe we live in a world where not everybody just goes to the Dodgers every offseason, and it's actually like to cool teams, teams that are fun. You know what I mean? I, I really wish I lived in that alternate dimension, but we don't. And I think that in the case of Machado for New York, I think it'd be a good fit. Um, I would only were be wondering, are they really would they give up on Beatty uh so quickly? Uh would be my thing. Granted, I don't know what the prospect situation is with the Mets right now. I know that um the catcher did well um in his first season. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um Alvarez. Francisco. Francisco yeah. Alvarez. There we go. Francisco Alvarez. Um but it seems like Beatty didn't quite get it going, and I think a lot of people were excited about him. So do you think that this would be an overcorrection? Do you think that this would be a little bit too aggressive considering that? Yeah, we don't know what we're going to get from Beatty. You're probably not getting Manny Machado, but can you get like a productive player? Can you get a um, who's the guy? I've been blanking on this dude's name every single time I do this podcast. He was on the Nationals last year, popular trade deadline target, third baseman, My Caminario.
0: Jammer. Jammer Candelario. Can
1: I get Junior Caminario mixed up with um Heimer Candelario mixed up all the time and it's driving me insane but that that would be my question like maybe you can get Beatty to that level uh would you prefer going that route and then spending money elsewhere
0: yeah I think you know as we'll kind of get into the final segment about why it won't happen it's it's kind of the love affair that that each team's fan base has with these star players right it'd be true the fact that you get to keep Pete Alonso who Mets fans love and then you hope that Brett Beatty can be something and you know I think what really hurt the Mets this offseason is Ryan Mauricio tore his ACL in the Dominican mm. Winter League because that gave you two potential guys that could hold down third base mm. that there was upside with. And, and Beatty had such a rough season. I'm one of the few that still believes in him because he was a top prospect for a reason. He had a horrible year, but it was a horrible team to be on last year. Yeah. I think that really weighed on him like mentally. Mm-hmm. I just think he he sort of crumbled, but I, I don't think that that means the guy's career is shot. At the same time, you know, having that certainty of a Machado at third base and knowing that, because I, I think what that would do too is it also, if they were to, to make a trade like this, it would also rise the stock of Mark Vientos because he'd have a, a clear path at, at, at first base. And Beatty hasn't played first, but even when he was an early prospect, it was like, can he stick at third or will he be moved to first? So I, I think you just transition that conversation where You're questioning the glove and the bat with these guys at third base, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, you can hold your own at first. Which one of you is going to hit? And even if they don't hit, they have a prospect, uh, Ryan Clifford, who they got in the Justin Verlander trade, left-handed hitter, left-handed thrower, who is right now playing some outfield, but I think he's going to be a first baseman. So you're also looking at that in the future as, all right, he could be the guy too. It's also so much easier just to find a first baseman than it is to find a third baseman. You know, you can stick anyone there, and they can kind of hold their own. Um, Even looking at last year's team, right, if first base was open and Daniel Vogelback could play first instead of DH, he'd have more value to a team. Not that I want that again, but it's just (laughs) easier to find a first baseman than a third baseman, which is why a guy like Manny Machado is just frankly a lot more valuable. It's just a matter in this deal of the Padres having so much money tied up that freeing some would open up the flexibility to, you know, like actually resign some of their pitchers when five of them hit free agency at once. That, that type of thing.
1: <laughs> Look, man. of um, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the concern. Um, <laughs> but like, ah, it's just, I, I can't get over the idea of man out at the Mets. That would be really fun, though. The Mets fans, th- th- were, you're one hundred percent getting. A Manny Machado fighting the fans, sort oh, yeah. of. It's, oh, it's happening! It's such a guarantee! It's such a lock! And it'll be after like thirty games if they're not doing well, and that he'll. It won't even be like bad. I'm not. I'm not saying fighting fans like literally. Like I'm not saying he's Anthony Rendon or anything like that. I'm saying like you'll get like the, yo why don't you play, <laughs> the type of type of comment. Like that's a lock, and I think that just for content it would be fantastic. I I, I really do. Um, but yeah, again. What these players mean to both teams, I think, is just so important and such a big aspect of this. Um, I mean, Pete Alonso, dare I say, one of the coolest Mets, um, outside my boy Lindor, of course, um, just hitting to mob deep, winning the home run derby is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And with Machado, when he's on, the guy's cool, um, you know what I mean? Like, he's wearing the shades, he's got like a really sort of a california vibe to him in a lot of ways like see does this seem like that type of party guy you know what i mean it seems like he's a lot more chilled and wants to kick back on the beach and have a glass of wine or something like that i feel like that's what we're what the kind of um difference between these two are while pete is just this like silly boy dare I say um that i think would be really great i do think that it would be a lot of fun for both teams um in terms of the personality factor just seeing that type of vibe in the clubhouse um and it could potentially replace the silliness of say Blake's snow who the Padres may be losing this offseason.
0: Well, I, I think what we should do to, to close out the show here is to explain a little more why it won't happen, which we, we've yeah. already gotten into, uh, but also sort of look at the future for both of these guys with their respective teams and how they build around these guys, or if they build around those, these guys as it relates to the Mets and Alonso. we'll get to that in a minute. First though, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL season has wrapped up. We're in full on playoff mode. If you want to get in on the action with FanDuel, You should. It's America's number one sports book. Right on new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. There's so many different ways that you can bet on the app, which is so easy to use. You have live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can go to the Parlay Hub and find the most popular parlays. And, look, every night we got some NBA games going on. So there's always – a lot of things that can be combined to the parlay. You can bet on a player's points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers. made. you can take the over or the under. You can combine that with their team winning. You can bet on multiple teams and combine those in a parlay. There's just a lot that you can find over at FanDuel. And, again, you place a $5 bet, win or lose, you're going to get that $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. Is Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so now we've spent however long talking about this. It's not happening. Manny Machado has a full <laughs> no-trade clause. Mask
1: off. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not. I mean, look, it's January 19th when people are listening to this or watching this, and uh, there's been nothing happening for weeks. So, hey, <laughs> let's talk about MLB the Show type trades, which are still fun. Admittedly, like, if you were looking for a more fun version of baseball in 2024, I think a trade like this makes things
1: more fun. You're right. We it's need just, crazy trades like this, star yeah. for star. When was the last star for star trade Cespedes for John Lester. You know what I mean? Like it's usually yeah. prospects going one way or the other, a team selling another team. That's like, what it seems to usually be. Or these like middle tier players, like a, like the Jared Kalenic trade that happened this offseason. Yeah. You know,
0: last year that I think the closest we got was like Pablo Lopez for Luis or And that it yeah. worked out amazing. Right. Yeah. That was a really fun trade. Like both of those guys were part of teams that made the playoffs and a big reason that they got there. So, Hey, these two teams that had a horrible vibes last year, you make a swap like this and maybe it just changes the chemistry, changes the juju yeah, in man. the locker room. You never know. But again, Machado has got a full no trade clause. Yeah. I think he probably wants to stay with the Padres. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pete Alonzo, the Mets are in an interesting position because I've avoided talking about trade stuff with Pete because I don't think it's happening. Um, unless we're going to do a fun mid January episode like this, but you know, I think Pete's going to stay, Matt, but I think that he's probably not going to get a contract extension either. So you're in a position with Pete Alonzo where I think they're going to let this thing play out, which I think is also great in in one you know perspective too, because contract year guys like those are some of the most amazing seasons you're going to get. We saw with Aaron Judge, like, so would you, like so. and you know what else I learned today when I was actually yeah. writing this article, Pete Alonzo is exactly. 60 home runs away from being the all-time franchise leader in home runs, and this is his last year Really, guaranteed in a Mets uniform.
1: That's wild.
0: Could he hit which, 61? I was like
1: 25 away, which is hilarious. But, yeah, that's
0: well, – <laughs> I did, There you go. Both of these guys could be fr- <laughs> the, the, the franchise leaders in home runs by the end of this season unless we trade them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Pete's got that to play for. I think you know, likely he's not going to hit 61 bombs this year. I think he's going to play this year out, have a monster contract here, go into the market, come back to the Mets. This is what I was offered. They're going to match it, and I think he'll be a Met, you know, for the rest of his career. But there is that doubt right now, and a team like the Padres could sign, you know, Alonso next off season. So uh, there, there is that that goes into all of this.
1: Yeah, I think they should actually specifically trade Manny Machado for Pete Alonzo when Pete is at 59 home runs and Machado is at 25. That's what they should do that way. It's like, ha-ha! you're not breaking in, in the case of the Padres, Nate Colbert's record. You know what I mean? I was I fun. was going to ask Nate
0: Colbert. Yeah. I, I think Daryl Strawberry is, is a better name than uh Nate Colbert. You can, you can have a little, you can have a little more pride in saying our, our franchise leader is
1: Daryl strawberry uh, than Nate Colbert. Nate catching some strays. I, I, I didn't do it. Nate. Um, you know,
0: I I I consider myself someone who knows a little bit about baseball, and I'll be honest, never heard of Nate Colbert.
1: <laughs> he was good for like three years. You I, know what I mean? he I'm, had he had his but He was an all star, I believe, once. Well, so, shout out to my guy Nate. I hope you're watching and having great. He's got a great time.
0: crazy sideburns and a handlebar mustache, so I like yeah. that. Looking at the baseball, you know, I love
1: think. crazy hair. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. Um, <laughs> another thing about this is, if this trade, this would be a prospect trade. Um, in my opinion, this would be like a, let's pretend for a second, let's, let's create a scenario where it could happen. I think the way that it could happen is trade deadline. Padres are really good. they say, we'll give you Samuel Zavala and grand Pauly, whatever the heck, right? Like something around that line, you get Pete Alonso. And then maybe if you want to extend him, that is the closer to reality situation. Cause I think that that's, um, It would just be crazy for them to do that right now. Again, it would be a blast. You and I would be able to talk for three weeks about it. It would be awesome. Um, As people have been seeing today, it can be a little bit hard when it's this quiet in the offseason. But I think it would be more of a prospect trade. And frankly, I think that if there's a big move for the Padres to make for the rest of this offseason, I think it's Hasan Kim. Um, I've been vocal. I really do believe that the trade to the Giants in division, yeah, it stinks. But... You have the Bob Melvin connection. I think you flip him for Lamont Wade, who could play first base and outfield for you. Maybe you get a pinching prospect there because Hassan Kim is entering free agency, right? So that's the other issue, right? So it's like if they were, if there's fear that they're going to let Hassan Kim walk, then there would certainly be fear that they would let Pete Alonso walk, who would probably get more than Hassan Kim, as I think he should. Um, So unless Kim gets even better this year. Um, So yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think it really should. Um, the personality factor makes this the most fun um, for me, for sure. And yeah, man, I, I, I mean, frankly, I don't have much else to say uh, other than the fact that, man, this is a really weird offseason. And I hope that all these teams, your little Dodgers and your, you know, your Diamondbacks even and the Cubs or whoever. Yeah, the Cubs just cite Imanaga, right? Um team's not making the news like the, like the Orioles, right? I hope that the Padres and Mets come out of this looking smart. And they said, you know what? We didn't overcommit to a weak free agent class. Let's just call it like it is the second best free agent bat available was Cody Bellinger guys, you know, no offense to my guy, you know, you know, no offense to him. He, he, I called that he was going to have a good season, go look it up. Um, I did. And he was great. And then it was Otani. That's basically it, right? Like in terms of the batters and the pitching is a whole nother story. So I think that it's actually smart that both teams have been a little bit wary um, and saying, you know, why should we do this? Because two years ago, the Padres were in a similar vote where everyone said, go get Castellanos, that you have to do that. Then he has a little bit of a crummy season with the Phillies and the Padres end up getting Juan Soto instead. So I think that it's important to emphasize patience as well for both teams, despite the disappointment and all the expectations.
0: Yeah, no. Like you said, this has been a strange time for both of these teams. With, with pretty much with every team, majorly baseball this offseason, trying to find value in this market. I think the Padres did well in the Soto trade to to just bring pitching in that to keep them afloat this year. And the Mets have done a good job within the margins to try to give themselves a chance. And these are two teams that enter the season in kind of similar places. You're coming off such a bad year that I think in some ways it helps them because it drags down expectations. Um, whereas they both went in with such lofty expectations. It was tough to meet it last year. I think this year they both have a chance to overperform and, uh, you know, have some big seasons, but it was fun to talk about a ridiculous hypothetical trade because, you know. What else are we going to do right now? And also because it would be fun. Although I'd hate it and you'd hate it because both of us like our current star. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but it's, hey, it's a trade hey,
0: where everyone loses, but baseball wins. You know,
1: I feel like I speak for everyone. They like seeing us lose our minds. Like I know people pretend they don't like the hot take world. I don't like that. It's only that, but guys, the numbers don't lie. People seem to like it. You know what I mean? People lo- like loved how upset I was about the O'tani signing. Of course. Go look at those comments. If you're ever bored, by the way, <laughs> um, like, like, yeah, so it would absolutely be fun. But for all the raster reasons that I explained, for the salary reasons, for all that and above, not going to happen. But I wouldn't count out these teams not having some sort of trade um, that they might do in the future. It just feels right. You know, why yeah. is probably not going go to go to the sugar daddy? You know what <laughs> I mean? Of course, he's going to go up and be like, hey, I can give you what you want, man. I, I make big moves, too we're one in the same, you know what I mean? So I think it could happen in the future. Can't
0: wait till you Darvish is a Met. Uh, <laughs> Before we close for my locked on Mets audience, we are running a giveaway this week. Signed photo of Keith Hernandez. You just got to find the link in our episode description to join subtext, our texting service. I'll be sending out a text today at 5 PM Eastern time. Uh, with the Keith Hernandez signed photo. All you have to do is reply to it. You'll be entered for a chance to win. So make sure all of you get in while you can. Um, Also, of course, you can follow myself at Finkelstein Ryan on Twitter, Javi at Javi Peña with two I's. Uh, And, you know, check out our shows every day. If you're listening, follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channels. Uh, And, oh, yeah, now that we're done with the show, go over to – the first ever 24-7 streaming mm. channel covering everything in the world of sports. and That, of course, is Locked On Sports today. They have their our local hosts on, on every team, league-wide hosts on each league. You can find Locked On Sports today streaming 24-7 on YouTube.